Welcome back to the podcast. Please like, follow and share for more videos like this. Long haul truckers and road trippers. What's the creepiest thing you've encountered on the road? Story 1. Not trucker but worked with them. Handled insurance and hired a new driver. Background check is pending so the company needed drivers bad. So they hired him before it came back. First day on job the guy flipped his truck. We checked GPS and routing for the day. The dude ran his route pretty regularly except for stopping at this sketchy house. Twice and stopping at some park near lunch time for approximately 90 minutes. We're nearing the end of our investigation and wrapping up the claim when we get called from the company that he's been terminated. His background check came back with multiple charges. He'd been arrested for methamphetamine charges and dealing multiple times as well as multiple charges of acts with minors. You know what I'm talking about. Google image searched the locations he went to. It looks like he stopped for drugs. The place he parked to eat lunch was a playground outside of a school. We denied the file and reported to police. Story 2. My cousin and I were driving east on I-40. East of Albuquerque, New Mexico. We were in a truck towing a car plus a lot of luggage. So we were going fairly slow. Probably within 5 of the speed limit at all times. Even less if going uphill. This is one of my favorite drives in the country. The desert in New Mexico is so serene and the highways don't have a lot of traffic. More often than not, it felt as if we were the only vehicle on the road. It was late afternoon in February 2014 and a brand new blue Shelby GT500 sped past us going probably about 20 miles per hour faster than us. I took a mental note of it, because back in 2014, Shelby GT500s were even less common than they are now, and I was fairly surprised to see one out here. About 40 minutes later, the same Shelby GT500 passed us. I mentioned it to my cousin and we agreed it probably stopped for gas, and caught up to us. But another 40 minutes later, it passed us again, and then again in another 40 minutes. It got to the point, where we started a timer and would check the side mirrors at 39 minutes, and sure enough we'd see it coming. Now this area has good visibility, when you come to an exit, you can see where the exit leads to, you can see the crossroad and the gas stations or any other stops. So when we passed an exit, we would look for the car and we'd never see any sign of it. Anyway, this continued for hours, through the Texas panhandle, into Oklahoma and all the way until we made our stop in Oklahoma City. It was bizarre. Maybe they were drug runners or something? Story 3. I live in Idaho and drove to Missouri several times while courting my now ex-wife. There was a night I was crossing Nebraska and was quite alone on the road. I saw what I thought was a shooting star fly past my passenger side window. Then I realized it was a small single engine plane. On fire. I remember it landing on the dirt and seeing two guys run from it as it went up. I always wondered if there was anyone else in there. Story 4. Back in 2003. I was with my roommates and their band on tour through California to Texas. We were just outside of El Pozo TX at 3am on the freeway. I saw two young girls in ethereal white flowing gowns in the middle of the freeway while I was driving. I promptly exited at the nearest hotel to stay for the night after seeing that kind of thing. Response. Man I was driving through the res the other night which is already a huge nono. I was tired as fuck from hunting all day and I just wanted to get home. If I had been anywhere other than on the res I would have pulled over and slept. 
but anyway I rounded a turn and I saw this short black figure jump behind the guardrail. It scared me so bad I jumped in my driver's seat. I know it was just my sleep deprived brain playing tricks on me. Story 5. A human arm and leg just chilling on the pavement. Dump truck versus motorcycle near Orleans. They hadn't gotten police or ambulance there yet, so they were just kinda there. Alternately, an I guess human trafficking bust, we pulled up at a truck stop near Death Valley, pretty close to that giant thermometer thing, and noticed a lot of police lights flashing across the way. Assumed it was probably a drug bust, got gas, got our snacks, got back to our truck in time to see them open up the back. They used clippers on it, and out tumbled people. Story 6. I was extorted by a cop in the bayou somewhere. Said either I give him $75 cash or I can ask the judge for my car back on Monday. This happened around 11pm on Friday. I was from out of state. My crime was following the trucks across the median and he said it was illegal to cross it in spite of its obvious, long term use to get across the street, and that all the trucks were going over it. Story 7. Louisiana is a giant scam. A few years ago I got a speeding ticket there. I was from out of state, and the cop wrote the date and time of my court date on the ticket if I wanted to contest it. I did, so I drove all the way back to Louisiana the day before the court date, got a hotel, and called the office just to confirm the time that he wrote down for the next day. They informed me that since I'm from out of state, I'm actually not allowed to go to court to plead my case, and my only option is to mail them to $100. WTF. Should have shown up at the courthouse at the time he'd written down and refused to pay a dime until I could see the judge. But I was young and shy back then 100% a scam to get money from out of state drivers by writing false tickets that they aren't allowed to fight. Story 8. This wasn't a road trip. But it's terrifying so I'll put it here just in case someone is curious not my story it's my dad's. When my mum was pregnant with me she was really craving something and told my dad to go out and get it. It was around 2 or 3 in the morning so he stopped at a 24 hour fast food place and got her food there. My dad loved to drive fast and often smoked pot. So he was more comfortable on the back roads so he wouldn't get caught. On his way back, he noticed a figure walking alongside of the road. From what he explained it looked exactly like a man with a black hoodie. The hood was up, so he couldn't see who it was. My dad was a pretty good guy overall so he slowed down and as his car crept towards this figure he rolled his window down. His initial idea was to offer this person a ride home so they didn't have to walk in the dark. As his car almost stopped the figure looked at him. The way he explained it was that the man had a face that looked like television static whenever your TV lost signal. And its neck stretched until the head made its way into the car and staring at him inches away. My dad immediately swerved the car over to get away and he almost ended up wrecking his car. He drove home as fast as he could. When I still lived with him he refused to take me down that road. I begged him and he still refused. Which is probably the best idea, but I'm curious and I want to know. Either this really happened or he was super high IDK. But there's an even scarier story that someone else in our family has told me about the same thing. It's a lot to type though so I'll talk about it only if people seem interested. Only people in our family have seen it though and I'm curious. I want to see it, as messed up as it sounds. 
Story 9. A few years ago, I'm not sure how many honestly, I was coming over Snoqualmie Pass in Washington and a truck hauling cattle carcasses had lost its load. There were dozens of carcasses in various states of fucked across the highway. They were stripped fairly well but not completely so had gristle and sinew covering the skeletons. Total fucked up. Another time on I-5 in Seattle I saw a chicken hauler that overturned. It looked like a feather bomb went off. It was pretty funny actually. Then all the motorcycle accidents. Seeing people broken into bits or the one guy with the open face helmet that had his lower jaw ripped off is hard to see. Story 10. Saw a guy speeding past me on a crotch rocket as I went to see a man about a dog. Not that dog. Upon heading back down the road about 5 minutes later. Saw people jumping out of a car and running toward a field on the opposite side of the road. As I got closer, I saw what they were running toward. It was the guy I'd passed earlier that speeding down the road. Evidently he'd ran off the road and catapulted into a creek, where he hit the bank with his head. The momentum had thrown him over the bank and into the field. The bike was still running, so this had just happened, and the people in the car were friends of his that lived up the road and saw what happened. As soon as I saw him and how he was lying there, I knew he was dead and that he'd broken his neck. When you ever see that you don't forget it. Story 11. I watched a guy jump off the Twin Falls Bridge. No parachute. The car in front of me tried to stop then turned around, but it was too late. That was a somber day. Another time there was a black shadow on the side of the road that didn't line up with the other shadows around. It all of a sudden moved away as I got close. Not sure if that came from sleep deprivation or what, but it was eerie and abnormal. Story 12. Nothing happened or was seen that was peculiar outside of the timing. But I was driving back to KC from New Orleans with some friends and on the way back I shotgunned a bunch of coffee and insisted on driving because I was confident that there was a better way to get back than the out of the way interstate only route my friend took to get us there. I studied some maps. 2006. No smartphones and none of us had a GPS and kept them handy and we took county roads and state highways all the way to southern MO. Also smoked some spliffs and listened to deadbolt almost the whole way there. We ended up on some highway in AR that had constant do not pick up hitchhikers. State prison nearby warnings and took a potty break in a town called Transylvania at midnight. Was also a full moon. But, nothing of note happened. Was just a bizarre culmination of timing place name. The one friend who stayed awake was pretty freaked out. Though the town of Transylvania AR seems to hang out at the gas station. Drinking coffee. At midnight. This place where we stopped was a normal gas station. No diner or anything. And it looked like the whole town was out to drink coffee and stand around at this one gas station. That was kinda weird. Story 13. Not really sure if this counts. And I definitely made it too long. But it was a road related situation and really creepy for me at the time. I grew up in England in a place that's about as rural as it gets there. I used to have a multi-hour journey each way to get to college. Equivalent of high school in this case for non-UK readers. And part of the journey was through the kind of narrow twisting lanes where the road is the same width as whatever tractor the local farmer has and there's grass growing down the middle between the wheel tracks. These lanes also often have steep banks either side because they've been gradually eroded over literal centuries of use, and are enclosed by old trees with gnarly roots that hang down the sides of the banks. In short, they can be pretty creepy places on your own at night. Someone actually filmed a horror film in that area a couple of years later based around the local roads and a nearby abandoned mansion. 
as I was still 16 and couldn't drive a car until I was 17. I had to make this journey on a 50cc moped. The route that the few local people generally took involved driving through a Ford, but my moped always cut out if I went through because water got into the electrics. So I had to take a detour that pretty much no one used except the local farmer accessing his fields. Though a lot of the route was through woodland, I could tell from seeing my own tire tracks in the mud that I was often the last person to use the road each night and the first each morning. So I'm coming home along this stretch of road particularly late one evening in the depths of winter when my moped decides for some inexplicable reason to cut out and die. There wasn't any water, which is what normally used to make it cut out, and it's not something it had ever done before. I can't get it restarted, either, so I pull it as far to the side of the road as I can in case I have to abandon it and in frustration I hit the instrument panel, which causes the lights to die. Great. So now I'm stuck in pitch darkness with no one for miles around and strong winds howling eerily through the trees above me. It's overcast so there's no moonlight or stars. Obviously, I have no phone signal. This is in Deep Valley and it was a few years back when mobile signal was much patchier than today. So I have to try and get myself out of this situation somehow. I get out my phone anyway. It doesn't have a torch. But I think maybe I can try and use the light from the screen for a bit to try and get my moped running again. As I open it something catches my eye. I look to my left and I am literally face to face with a gravestone. Just inches from my nose. I can read it quite clearly and it says at this spot. A. B surname. Lost his life through a carriage accident. The 13th of January 1843. Note. Name removed and year not certain. To make it especially creepy. It was the 13th of January. Well I think I audibly yelped. I suddenly felt like I was in a horror film and very nearly turned my underwear a new shade of brown. It was a bit of an anti-climax though really. The moped eventually started working again just as randomly as it stopped. And I drove home carefully without a headlight since I knew there would be no one around anyway. I think I kept an indicator on or something just in case. It wasn't actually a grave. Just a memorial. I still tried to avoid that road after dark where possible, though. One odd thing did happen maybe a couple of weeks later, though. Occasionally my mum would be available to drive me to and from college and on one such day there had been a lot of rain. So the Ford was impassable by car and she drove via the route past the memorial stone. Note that this was in broad daylight and decent weather. Shortly before the stone there was a very tight 90 degree corner, and as she drove around it she just suddenly stopped the car dead. After a brief moment she started driving again and everything was normal, but she found it very hard to explain what happened. She said it was like the road just disappeared in front of her and there was just blackness. Something like some of the black dog stories other people have told on here. She did do a lot of long distance late night driving at the time. But it's maybe also worth noting that she wasn't a complete stranger to certain nefarious substances at that time either. TL. DR. Moat broke down right next to a gravestone in the middle of nowhere on the same date that the guy died. Then my mum saw the black dog there a couple of weeks later. Story 14. I had a similar situation. Sort of. It was late night on the Nice Thruway. I was flying along down a very long slightly sloped downhill stretch that went on for just miles and miles. Just as the road started to rise, my headlights caught a huge buck deer with giant antlers standing full across the right hand lane. The lane I was in. Because I had low beams on I hadn't seen him till I was almost at the rise and I was right on top of him. 
I was so close I could see the dingy color of his winter underfur contrasted with his thick brown pelt. I had a moment of almost peace as I had been terrified for quite a while I would have a high speed collision with a deer. I lived in the city all my life. I'd just gotten my first driver's license a couple of years before when my husband bought a weekend home, and I was just not used to driving at all. The possibility of a deer hit at some point was likely. Everyone I had met upstate had experienced it at one time or another. I had even practiced what to do. Hold the wheel straight, apply brakes firmly but without slamming them and prepare for impact. And here it was. It was going to happen. My only variation on the procedure was to say fool up quite loudly. I like to travel as a lone car on the throughway. I hate how cars get into packs. I knew that there were several trucks and three or four cars grouped together a few miles behind me but no one near. I don't know if that affected my judgment and what happened. Anyway, I got my mouth into position to start the F in Fuluk, when there appeared what looked like two very faint translucent screens with what looked like pictograms in white chalk on them. Like cave paintings. One was in front of the windshield, and I'm aware the other is to my left. I can't really see it, but it feels like it's attached to my left elbow somehow. Before I could even think what in the friggin hell is this nonsense. Nobody mentioned this in driver's ed when the screen to my left suddenly yanked my elbow violently, which made me yank the wheel violently to the left. And then the screen pushed my elbow, and consequently the wheel, just as violently to the right, at about 85 miles per hour. I don't think I even had time to brake. Suddenly my car was going sideways in very slow motion and I was swinging around to face the deer. I had a moment where I saw what looked like a dawning of fear in the deer's eye closest to me. Then things sped up. I was past the deer and what the hell. Silver feathers were flying all around the car, raining slowly down. Sparkling like fireflies. Time seemed suspended for a moment, as I gazed at the lights and then bam. I was back in the right lane traveling down the road as if nothing had happened. The silver feathers were gone. The screens were gone. I was still going 85 miles per hour and I still hadn't had time to verbalize the F in Fuluk. I was sure I must have at least bumped the deer. I had been so close, but I hadn't felt anything or heard a sound. I looked in my rearview mirror but couldn't see the deer. I could see the headlights if the cars and trucks behind me and wondered if they'd seen my taillights fishtail, and hoped they had. I figured it might make them slow down. Even running over a dead deer that large could cause an accident. I decided I had better stop at the next rest station about 5 miles ahead to check out the car for damage. I was absolutely sure I could not have missed that deer. It was my husband's car and I wanted to prepare him for any bad news about it. I pulled into the parking lot of the rest station and stopped the car directly under one of those big lights. When I got out of the car I was shaking and almost fell. My knees were just like two bendy straws. I pulled myself together and managed to circle the car, looking high and low for any damage, and there was none. It was clear that there couldn't have been any deer. What had that whole surreal experience been about? I'd never experienced anything like it. Was I going insane? I started to cry, and leaned on the hood of the car for a moment to collect myself and just as I did a sedan screeched up next to me under the light. I glanced at it, then looked again. Bouncing up off the hood of my car like I'd been pulled with a rope. The car might have once been white, but it looked like it had gone through a blood car wash. It was just covered in gore. A woman flew out of the car cursing and surveying the mess. What happened I asked. Completely horrified. 
She said she had been passing a truck about 5 miles back and was just about even with the cab when the truck hit a deer that was in his lane. She said the deer just exploded. Gore. Fur. Bones. You name it flying out like a bomb. She said her car was bumping over parts of the deer and her car got sloshed with blood and who knows what. The road was just slick with blood and she was afraid her car was going to skid out of control. The truck kept going. And she couldn't stop. There were too many people behind her. So she made it to the rest stop to check out the damage. She kept circling her car and cursing and I asked if I could do anything. But she was already on her phone with someone. So I just left. It was so strange. I hadn't been drinking. Nor do I do drugs. I'm a night owl so I wasn't really tired. What had happened? Clearly there was a deer. How had I not hit it? How had I not spun my car completely out of control? What the hell did silver feathers and transparent pushy blackboards have to do with any of this? And where did they go once I drove away? I kind of feel like maybe I came to a splice in a parallel life. One version of me hit the deer and that was it. Game over. It came through either windshield or I spun into oncoming high speed traffic. And this version of me was left with a damn strange experience that I couldn't explain. Story 15. I'm going to add a third comment cause I love spooky stories and my friends have a damn good one that I hope they don't mind my sharing. They were having a booze cruise in the mountains and hit a dead end trail pretty far in. There was a pickup parked. Then one of them noticed something swinging from the trees. And all of their thoughts went dark and wondered what they had found. They were horrified telling me this story. So either way a few moments after seeing something swinging from the trees. The driver sees someone standing at their taillights. He appeared out of nowhere. They start scrambling for a gun they had in the back. And at that same time this dude knocks on the driver window. Turns out it was a hunter. And the odd looking thing swinging from the trees was a deer or elk. I can't remember. Either way scared the piss out of them. And they love to all tell that story.